0: Suddenly something has taken your place It's a look in your eyes and a look on your face Luring me closer and drawing me near Though I struggle against it Please save me I'm falling for the ghost in her eyes paralyzed and confused I'll never get away with my life Cause I don't know how, though no, I don't know what Hi, and welcome back to The Closet. Hi.
1: I'm Emma Harvey. I'm Amanda Dixon. I'm back. She's back. You're feeling better now? Yes. Good. (laughs) Thankfully.
0: Now I I don't have to talk to that wretched man anymore. (laughs) Oh my god, who is he? (laughs) I don't know. Who brought him here? (laughs) Just
1: brought him in off the street. Um, we're just Josh and Adam did well. Um, oh yeah, I always
0: enjoy talking to husband about anything, not yeah. not about ghosts specifically.
1: Our husband, no, <laughs> um, um, no, we just if you ever hear him referred to as husband, it's because I explained it. oh, you did? Yeah, I explained it. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, yeah,
0: I I didn't just I, I like people to understand things. I didn't just start calling him husband and I... And not explain, and not explain, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. yeah, good to know he can fill in in case one of us gets uh, yeah, gets the um, gets the airplane scratchy throat. I'm glad you said it because all I could think of was the munchies, and that's
1: not related. That's another thing. I mean, I do get those for different reasons, but he doesn't but need that's to fill a, in for that's, that. That's no, no. I could still. I'd be fine with that. I would just need to munch outside of the closet because that would be an absolutely wretched episode if I went, hey, um, it's going to be me here, but I'm also going to be eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch the entire time. Everybody enjoy. ASMR. Um, the holidays are coming up. Yeah, what are we talking about? Um, well... <laughs> basically... I was just doing our little thing on social media, on Instagram, and a wonderful person slid into our DMs, but not like that, just in a fun, hey, I know things, do you wanna talk to me? And I said, yes, we do, because honestly, the only Christmas creature I know about is Krampus. Uh, and, and Belschnickel, to a small degree, because of that episode of The Office, um, where Dwight dressed up as him. And Krampus, I know about somewhat through cultural osmosis, just hearing the name and knowing that it was a thing. And also because of the wonderful film starring uh, Adam Scott, called Krampus. Uh,
0: I know that Krampus exists. I know uh, quite a few mythological um, winter figures because I did an advent calendar one time full of um, winter facts for the (laughs) non-denominational Christmas fun board at work.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But other than that, the only thing that's really coming to my mind is that mistletoe is a parasite. Mistletoe is also very poisonous. Yes, but it's also a parasite. Yes. I quite like that fact. But that has nothing to do with, (laughs) with, uh... Well, I mean, well, well, I won't get into it, but that's not related.
1: No. (laughs) A Haunted Plants episode would be forthcoming, and I'm sure it will come up at some point. Um... Based on everything I know about myself and my yeah. interests, yeah. but uh that's not
0: this. That's not this.
1: So, um who
0: we're going to cut to an interview with this person?
1: Let me call her right now. Boop 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 boop. What are boop, you doing? Boop boop. boop. I'm calling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not even close to a phone fo- phone nose. Okay, let's go. Let's do a cut.
1: Hello there. Hi. It's Amanda and Emma from the podcast. Hi, how are you? Hi,
2: Amanda and Emma. This is Rissa. I'm very well. Hi, and How are you?
1: Doing well. Thank you. So, Emma, mm-hmm. we have Rissa here from the uh, Ellicott. That is that how you say the city name? It's Ellicott City. Ellicott okay. City. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah. It's Maryland History Tours, but we are based in Ellicott City, Maryland.
1: Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, we have Risa from Ellicott City Tours because uh Emma and I were just talking about how we don't actually really know that much about um Christmas time creepies, cryptids, what have you, all of the above. Um, you know, we we only really knew of Krampus was about the only one we'd really heard of. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so whenever you mentioned that you had some expertise in the area, Uh, we thought we could talk to you. But before we get into it, why don't you tell us about how you got involved with the Haunted History Tours and maybe a little bit about why this topic interests you?
2: Sure, I'd love to. First, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. um, Yeah, you got me talking about something I just love talking about, too. So. how I get interested in the haunted history tours, well, I guess I kind of always was. I remember when I was a little girl, my parents, and I mean a little girl, I was like seven or eight. My uh-huh. parents took me along on a trip to England, and I went on my first haunted history tour in York, England. And I could still remember various parts of it to this day. So um, I guess my destiny was sort of locked in at that moment. Um... Yeah! I have always been fascinated by the idea that the world isn't exactly as we see it, that there is the possibility of another layer, um, another... Right, a
1: little bit uh, of... Another way of seeing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's more unknown than we realize.
2: Absolutely. And it's really easy to get wrapped up in your day-to-day life and not necessarily think like, you know, the history of where something came from, or, you know, the fact that we might share our space with more than just our dog, cat, or family. Right. Um, all of those kinds of things are, are super fascinating, and they, they do take you a moment to step back and digest. So, yes, it's just always fascinated me to think about all of those aspects of life that sometimes get skipped over, taken for granted, pushed to the edge. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, <laughs> the, the Christmas monsters, cryptids, um, sort of just followed suit. Um, I was working for Maryland History Tours. I have a, a fantastic boss named Ed, and he kind of will let any of his guides that are interested in creating their own programs just sort of go wild and do it. And um, I'm actually better known for my History of Witchcraft programs
1: oh, oh very cool on um
2: yeah I've been featured on Maryland's NPR station and stuff like that talking about the history of witches which it's honestly it's <laughs> it's less supernatural and more about the dark parts of humanity yeah
1: yeah um, absolutely um unfortunately
2: yeah I mean when you're talking about witches you're talking about the history of women
1: yeah uh,
2: and it it's not a pretty story no really it's
1: not. That. I, I tell you, the first time um, in not, not so distant past years that I actually learned more about what was really going on with, of course, the Salem Witch Trials and more of the history beyond that, I, I went, oh, wow, this isn't just, you know, the stuff that they talked about in The Crucible. There was a lot going on with this. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, a lot done against women. And, you know, I really think... Uh, That's very cool that you're talking about the history of witchcraft and um, where we all came from because especially now in these modern times when, you know, there's more practicing witches today, I feel, or at least that I'm aware of, than I have Mm -hmm. seen in the past, um, it's really good to go back and recognize... The, the history. entire history, yeah. right, of where it came from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. You are correct, by the way. Even the New York Times, in an October 2019 um, very large article, um, detailed their research that there are more practicing witches, pagans, and wiccans today than there ever have been in history. Oh, mm-hmm. wow.
1: I yeah. mean, that it's definitely doesn't... It, it's it's surprising, but it's also not. I mean, uh, just starting... Over the past couple of years, I've begun a little bit of green witchcraft practice myself, and I have to say that if it weren't for the books and online resources and just the community of people that's available to anyone that's interested in, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Not, I guess, occult is the best word. Um, any sort of practices beyond what is shown to us. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And and without all of that information, I don't think I would have been able to um, find my own path and my own personal practice.
2: No, I I agree, and I think that social media has been part of that. Mm. I know that there are whole communities of, you know, witchcraft groups and paganism groups, and they're... There's, I mean, there's always, like, you know, stuff with people, but there's also so much more support than than I think there would have ever been without social media. Right. So, I mean, it has its ups and downs, social media, but it this is one of its ups as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah. And, um,
2: it also helps. It's why we met. Right. You, you know, the three of us, right? And I feel like it's a great way to also... All for, you know, things like alternative takes on history, like what we're about to talk about tonight. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. um, To
2: sort of understand how things became the way they are.
1: Right, exactly. And that's a perfect segue, you know, talking about witchcraft. We'll talk about Yule specifically. um, And... (laughs) these uh, various entities that are associated with it. So I would love to hear about some of the creatures that you're going to tell us about this evening.
2: Sure. So let's go back, and I mean way, way back, like pre-Christian times, and um, get into the space of when people lived by the seasons because all cultures depended on food that they could grow.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And
2: I don't just mean for vegetables. I mean the food they could grow for their animals or for their families. Right. Um, Humanity has only in the past very recent history been able to preserve food. Right. And so beyond that, we were agrarian. We we relied on the seasons for our our lives, not just our livelihood. Mm -hmm. And in that thought, The winter solstice was the shortest day of the year, the longest night, Mm. and normally accompanied by a real, real, real cold time when nothing would grow. Right. So, um, it became the darkest time of the year, literally, and also spiritually for people who lived through that. Now, Mm. today we have electricity, and we don't think about that. We have a refrigerator, and we don't think, like, oh, shucks, nothing grows. Yeah. (laughs) Because... (laughs) it's off our radar we don't see the world the same way anymore but all of these ghost stories and monsters came from living through that time of scarcity and darkness gotcha yeah i mean it's pretty logical when you think about it yeah yeah Um, so the solstice that was yule had had many other faces the years. Um, It was also Saturnalia. Mm -hmm. And if you've heard of Saturnalia, you know there was nothing solemn about the occasion. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It was a time of feasting and gambling and orgies, and uh, it lasted about a week.
1: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: And um, it was sort of the moment when even rulers stepped aside and just let people go wild because it was held over solstice, Mm -hmm. and they were celebrating their harvest, but also Celebrating the moment when the day started to grow long again, Yeah, um, which is which is what everybody who relies on the earth hopes for
1: <laughs> Right.
2: So and from Saturnalia, we move forward in time mm-hmm. um, There were lots of there's some traditions. We still have that are that old um, The New Year's resolution comes from that time.
1: Oh really? Um, you
2: all know the history of that?
1: No, I, I wasn't aware of that. That's very cool.
2: So it wasn't exactly the same, but it was the first thing in recorded history that we know of that looks like a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. So there was the tradition of bringing the Saturnalia king a boar, we'll okay. called the Yule boar.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And um, <laughs> they would catch this wild boar. The thing was quite terrified. And then <laughs> parade it through the streets of town. Mm-hmm. And the tradition was that everybody would try to touch it on this parade. Okay. If you could touch this boar, you would make a wish or a vow, basically, for the next year. You could say, I will do better at this, or I promise I won't do this anymore, or I'm going to finally, you know, get my own farm, or whatever it was. Oh. Was the beginning of the New Year's resolution. Well, now, of course, they did slaughter and eat the boar.
1: Yeah, and, sure. Um,
2: <laughs> there obviously wasn't enough to go on for everyone, but everyone hoped to get a piece, and that is kind of what historians believe is the beginning of the tradition of the holiday ham. Oh. oh
1: okay. <laughs> that makes so, sense. So this is both
2: way predate Christianity or any other mainline religion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Goes all the way back to Saturnalia.
1: Wow. Okay, cool. So there's a reason why uh, we, we have uh, honey baked hams <laughs> at Christmas <Yes>. time. <laughs> I always wondered. Exactly. Huh. Hmm. Very cool. And most people have no idea why it is
2: a tradition to eat a ham or to make a New Year's resolution or that it goes back to a wild Roman party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in fact, that's where it starts.
1: <laughs> wow. That's really cool. Yeah. -hmm. Man, that'll. uh, Like I said,
2: all these things that surround us, and we have no idea why we do them.
1: Right. Yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind when I'm uh, making my New Year's resolution next year, you know. Um, Right. (laughs) I will inform everybody at Christmas
0: about ham.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, way to celebrate a Roman custom family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) That's very cool. So
2: that said, um, you know, it was often a challenge, we'll say, for families that lived during these these dark times,
0: mm-hmm.
2: to mm-hmm. Um, keep their kids, you know, reined in, even though it was the dark time of year and it was cold and icy and snowy.
0: Yeah, and gotcha. And of the
2: monsters, you'll notice, as you as you know the stories, the monsters come after bad kids. Everybody yep. knows that the Krampus is a half demon, right, goat usually, usually portrayed that way. And, um, you know, he has the big horns and the long tongue, and he's fuzzy and muscular and demon-like, but also he has cloven hooves like a goat. Um, and he carries the sack, puts the bad kids in it, or whips them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, I, I think that a lot of these stories were cautionary tales to keep people reined in, especially children, during a time of year when it was important to kind of, not blow all your resources.
1: Mm, right.
2: So the Krampus goes back a really long time. Um, and he was sort of a, hmm, I think he mostly was in the region of what we would now think of as Germany. Yeah, However, okay. he has traveled worldwide at this point in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Krampus parades are everywhere. Um, <laughs> you can even get a Krampus fun- uh, Funko Pop at Walmart now. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> When you hit Walmart, you've gone mainstream, right?
1: Oh yeah. Oh. If if I can pick it up along with my usual grocery items, that's pretty um, pretty mainstream. Pretty mainstream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not
2: sure what Krampus thinks about that. You know, if if he's out there and he's a, a spirit entity, I don't. Who knows what he thinks of this? But um... <laughs> yeah, know who think knows? Because their image being sold at Walmart. Yeah. Maybe in favor
0: of
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Um. I guess if more people know about it, then he can have more <laughs> kids to potentially spook into behaving. Otherwise, they'll get taken away in a sack. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's finally able with with all this new notoriety. Maybe he's finally able to get back to work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Krampus is definitely the most famous of all the Christmas monsters and devils, but um, he's certainly not the only one. Um, Mm -hmm. There are actually more than 13 of them. Oh, wow. Really? called the 13 Unmarried Monsters of Christmas. Oh. Oh. (laughs) And it takes quite a while. We won't go through them all tonight, but I would love to introduce you to a few more.
1: I would love that. Absolutely. Please.
2: So um, the first one I'd love for you to meet is one that he's uh, very fashion forward. Monster. Oh. Um, it's the Yule cat from Iceland.
0: Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I've vaguely the heard cat, about this is, one. I, if
2: you're if you're a cat lover. Um, yeah. This isn't, this isn't exactly what you're looking for in a, in a companion. <laughs> but, um, he is the uh, cat companion of Gryla, who is a usually portrayed as a huge like ogre, which slash mountain troll something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. But just very large and very hideous. And Gryla has 13 sons named the Yule Lads, and they're also troublemakers. Uh-huh. And Gryla goes around and collects bad children and eats them. Oh, She's gosh. She's eaten all of her husbands, which is one way to deal with them, I guess. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Cost yeah. effective.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think most women can relate on some level. <laughs> yeah. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> or let's be fair, anybody with a partner can relate on some level. Yeah. yeah. And he has a companion, pet, named the Yule Cat. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to attempt to say the word in Icelandic.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: I will leave that alone, <laughs> out of respect for the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Yule Cat arrives on Christmas night. Mm-hmm. And okay. in a, a sort of a stalkerish type fashion peeks in the windows of homes. To make sure that all the residents therein receive the gift of clothing. Now, the story is that if you (laughs) haven't been a valuable enough asset to your friends and family to receive at least one article of clothing, Mm -hmm. you're probably a worthless person. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then (laughs) the Yule Cat will proceed to eat your Christmas dinner and then you.
1: Oh no! So you have to watch the cat eat your dinner first, and then he eats you. That cat would eat me, straight
0: That's up. <laughs>
1: straight That's up, correct. that cat would eat me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, we all know how cats can be, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, cats can cats can be a little ruthless sometimes. But
1: Absolutely. Kind
2: of a, a, a great villain, and the, the lesson behind the Yule Cat is that if you... Work hard and you're industrious, and you spend your year in worthy pursuits uh, to your community, it is very likely somebody's going to gift you clothing. Yeah. Um, you're going to at least get like a t shirt, a pair of socks, uh, something. Yeah. And if, you are, if you are lazy and miserable and a horrible human being, you're not going to get gifts of clothing.
1: <laughs> right. And I would imagine in, you know, colder climates such as theirs, yeah. that would be even more. Um, we're in South Louisiana, so uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't necessarily need those layers. It's a toss-up if it's even going to be cold. Yeah, <laughs> but right, right, right. but certainly in Iceland and um, very cold areas, that, that would be a goal to strive for, is to get something mm-hmm. that will help keep you warm, especially, as you mentioned, in these very cold, very dark uh, winter months.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, uh, they still have the expression. I'm told in Iceland that you better be good, or the Christmas cat might come for you. Oh, yeah.
1: very, yeah. <laughs> very interesting. If you I... Go
2: online and Google Yule cat, by the way. Mm-hmm. The drawings you find are phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful, uh, wonderful renditions of it. A terrifyingly huge cat. Also on Etsy, you could find lots of very creative. Um, versions of the Yule Cat on Etsy.
1: Oh um, wow! If anybody's
2: interested in finding that stuff, I you can while away hours that way, of course. But
1: yeah, oh Etsy, yeah, I love <laughs> this. With cat. any of these
2: <laughs> monsters, you'll find drawings, ornaments, um, other various representations that kind of give you like the artist's interpretation of who they are and what they do, and um, it's it's super fun to look through them.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, we just pulled up um some images on our computer as well. And oh, my gosh, I, I, I love this, this cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly will have to peruse Etsy and find something to add to our holiday decorations because um, this is just wonderful. <laughs> well, I think if we
0: just get... I think Pablo could be a Yule cat.
1: That's true. <laughs> I think their, their cat Pablo looks a lot like some of these drawings. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We'll have to tell him, hey, you know, you've got a job. You're going to be the Yule, Yule, Yule cat, cat no. of our neighborhood. <laughs> Maybe he already is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's oh, yeah. true. Well,
2: you know, there's also a Yule goat. And one of mm. many roles the Yule goat has played over time is to come and judge your home. <laughs> wow, <This>, a <laughs> goat would. Kind of honorary goat will show up and uh, and c- come again in a very stalker like fashion and look around your place, mm-hmm. uh, peeking in the windows. And if things are not up to snuff, he will begin to headbutt your doors. <laughs> and if you've ever encountered a goat, you know they could do some damage. Yeah, no, no, no. man, I yeah. was. So, yeah, you don't you don't want to be judged by the Yule goat.
1: No, I I would absolutely watch that show on TLC or House Hunters, etc. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> a goat just judging people. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: I think that that would be a great show. I would love to see the judgmental goat going from door to door.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. <sighs> oh man. I don't know, if
2: you've never if you've never been around goats, you don't know they can be very ill tempered.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
2: quite hard to please.
1: <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, just another one of those bizarre Christmas creatures that's um, making sure things are going as planned.
0: That sounds like a mom telling their kids to clean or the Yule Goat is gonna come get them. Oh, something. yeah. <laughs> but
2: the Yule Goat also judges the holiday baking, which is a oh. function of traditionally of the Lady of the House.
0: Yeah. Wow. Especially
2: historically. So yeah, mm. yeah. There are actually quite a few Christmas monsters that come and judge the ho- the home and or the food and or the the spinning. Back when you know you used to have to spin wool or flax.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So there are there are several monsters that that is their whole deal. Oh they man! Can, and see how the housekeeping is going. They're like Martha Stewart unhinged.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As if there wasn't enough pressure around the holidays to do uh right? everything.
2: <laughs> well, one of them, uh, Frau Perchta will come and if she doesn't find your your spinning up the park, mm-hmm. she will disembowel you.
1: Whoa. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like this this is a Christmas monster that actually she carries a knife and she has a whole army of monsters with her. Uh-huh. And um it, if she judges your home and your spinning as unworthy You're disemboweled,
1: and they stuff your body with hay and rocks. Whoa. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. Oh Oh, my goodness.
2: It is a lot. It's a lot to take in, right? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Look, she's here, she's got a
0: job to do, and she's doing it. You you know, you don't have to like the game, but you can respect the player. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, and also, like I said, when I started, you could sort of see how these monsters reflect what the world looked like then. Um, Yeah. reflect that, you know, during a certain amount of time, you should get your harvesting done. You should get your work done. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, as the winter approached and it was very cold, your days were very short, it was probably more difficult to do work with your hands inside.
1: Mm -hmm. Right
2: except for fireplaces,
1: you know? And it's really hard to... Um, the only time I've ever done anything by candlelight is when the power goes out. And uh, In my very limited experience, it's quite difficult to do most things with that level of light ability. So whenever the winter wintertime um, would happen, you know, literally not having enough time in the day to get all of these things done uh, would be very right. hard. Frustrating,
2: absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, let's, let's meet another monster, this mm-hmm, is, yeah, that hasn't come to judge you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this monster originally starts, um, historically in Wales on the British uh, Islands, okay. And I don't speak Gaelic, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you right now, so I'll do my best with her name. Sure, she is the Grey Mare, more commonly known as the Marilud, it's M A R I L. W Y D, the Mari
1: That sounds like a good pronunciation to me.
2: <laughs> Thank you. So, the Mari is the skull, the skull of a horse. Okay. The horse is being held aloft, decorated with ribbons and flowers and bows. And then the person carrying it will wrap themselves underneath in like a sheet or a robe. And mm-hmm. the Mari is part of the Wasdale custom. Mm-hmm. Wassailing is, a, in fact, a fabulous drink made with wine and spices. But historically, it was kind of like caroling, and um, wassail groups would go out, um, usually groups of men, historically, although nowadays, whoever, mm-hmm. and they would sing songs, and then they would knock on the person's door, and the marilud, this skeleton horse,
0: mm-hmm. uh-huh.
2: um, would walk up and challenge the, the homeowners.
0: So a battle of rhymes. Ooh. Oh. Rap battle. So, That's very cool. Yeah. Ancient rap battle. don't like a rap battle,
2: but, you know, with a skeleton.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So if you
2: look up the Harilud, you will see these, yeah. are, these are not, these are spooky looking creatures.
1: <laughs> I love them. Yeah. <laughs> They've got bows all over them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, was I what I would think if one was
2: looking at me eye to eye and challenging me to a, a rhyme battle. So, um,
1: uh, who, who gets picked to do this? Um, you know, because this is one person. So, I'm. Yeah. My guess is that this would be a big honor to be to be chosen to do this.
2: You know, I don't that I know of. I've never met someone who has um. Portrayed the Mari Lou I would love to meet someone and interview them. Mm.
0: Um, yeah,
2: personal interest. Um, it hasn't happened yet, but I've never. I never give up. But um, <laughs> I would think that you would spend a lot of time through the year thinking of your rhymes.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: Rhyme making up things that rhyme is not particularly easy.
1: No. Even if
2: you know poetry or songwriting, it it takes a, a quick brain to come up with rhymes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have a lot of admiration for anybody who can not only tote around a, a horse skull in a costume, but then also rhyme
1: on mm. the spot. <laughs> right. So they show up at the person's door. Do they start rhyming about anything in particular?
2: Uh, not particular. I think it's more like a personal choice, but then the homeowner has to respond and rhyme. Mm. And the Wasdale group is going to judge. This is not a judging thing.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and if the homeowner loses, in their opinion, then all of the wassailing group has to be fed and watered.
1: Oh, um, wow. And
2: then good luck to <laughs> feed and water the marilud itself. Gotcha. Uh, you, you will apparently have a more fortunate year if a marilud shows up at your door and you offer this creature whatever it wants, basically.
1: I'd do it. Man, that's... Not gonna lie, that sounds like a pretty good night, you know? If you're able to, uh, s- spin some rhymes really well, and then if your right. rhymes are better than the other person's, you get, uh, food and water, and essentially whatever you <laughs> wanted to request. Right. That, That's very fun. Oh, my goodness. I don't know whether I... It's
2: an custom, right? Yeah. yeah. So, unfortunately, over the years, um... A long time ago like we're talking the time of henry the eighth oh wow he made the wassail illegal he would So people got violent Yeah. I mean, there were actually like there were potentially murders involved oh, <laughs> oh goodness okay. because people were like you didn't give me what i wanted when we came wassailing
0: oh um,
2: get a bit carried away um oh. even in canada wassailing was illegal until i think the late uh 1800s oh so i want so many people just couldn't couldn't play nice,
1: I suppose. I wonder so. if um I can't remember the Christmas Carol, but I wonder if this word is relate is related because there's a phrase here we come a wassailing, yeah, along the leaves so is green. A threat. Oh, oh. Historically, yes.
2: <laughs> I was going to mention that. I'm so you're very intuitive to pick up on that. Thanks. <laughs> I was going to say that there were songs from that time period. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. That was It was a threat. Basically, like, here we come. We're going to demand that you give us what we want, basically.
1: Oh. So. Man, you we're right going gonna... to... We
2: will go until we, we get, get some. some. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bring us a figgy pudding. We won't no. go until we get some. Yeah, and man. We now we're like, what's a figgy pudding? Right. <laughs> 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 that yeah. lyric was developed because somebody meant it when they said it.
1: <laughs> wow, man, us and I'm sure uh the listeners that we have will listen to that Christmas song very no, differently.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> very differently, as I learn more and more about these rituals and these old customs, and you know I remember going Christmas caroling as a Girl Scout. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea I was partaking in an ancient ritual that um. Used to turn violent. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. A skeleton horse.
1: A skeleton a horse muscle. with a lot of ribbons and things of that nature. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. They are very I love
2: her. And this is a custom that has been somewhat revised. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, a part of British history and um, many uh, historic gr- no, historic preservation groups and books like that have brought the Maury Lud back mm-hmm. and have made the Wasdale a less. Threatening <laughs> and, Zabber, and something more festive, like caroling. Nice. So it, it is a it is a historic custom that is finding preservation.
1: Oh, that's
0: good. Uh, which
1: is
2: cool because honestly, I mean, I live in America, but I wouldn't be opposed to the mari loot showing up at my door. No. I,
1: I feel the same way. I wouldn't be very opposed either, and, and I would um, <laughs> I'm sure my husband uh, as well would be interested to challenge someone to a Essentially, a rhyme off at your front door.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, what it is.
1: That's very cool.
0: I quite enjoy that. Yeah,
2: I, I think it's a one of the more fascinating customs, and of all the monsters, I think the Mari is probably my most favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness!
2: Very a very interesting and fascinating figure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think you've uh. Sp- piqued our interest, and I, I think we're gonna peruse not just Google images a lot more, but I know I'm gonna look at Etsy and start adorning our house with um, these fun creatures. I know I know that they probably weren't starting out um, with the intention of being, being fun. fun, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that it's very cool. They actually all have a lesson. Mm-hmm. They're not um they're not
2: scrubbed clean mm-hmm. like Santa. Yeah. Right, um, I mean, Santa certainly has his place, but if you know the real story of St. Nicholas, yeah, yeah, Santa Claus is real strong, clean, yeah, yeah, um,
1: very Disney fied. Uh,
2: folklore say he's been sanitized, <laughs> 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 can't take credit for that. I've definitely read that in folklore books, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean. St. Nicholas himself was, was a good guy, but there's a lot of weird history around him, too. Yeah. Absolutely. There used to be stuff that oozed out of his tomb and people would go eat
1: it. Yes. 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 <laughs> that's,
2: that's, that's funky. I mean, I guess. I It never works for you, but...
0: Yeah, uh, oh, I so. would never see ooze coming out of a tomb and think, I'm going to put that in my mouth. Yeah, I'm going to eat that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, just... um. I mean, he was also associated with raising people from the dead, Mm
0: so zombies, Mm
2: -hmm. basically. Uh, You know, all kinds of just real interesting history, and a lot of these companion monsters, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. Cressus, for example, were associated with Saint Nicholas Mm -hmm. as his, basically, servant or slave. Mm. So
1: there's that to consider, too. Yeah, (laughs) minions out there uh, doing his bidding and helping to judge... um, uh-huh. Children. Mm-hmm. If I was
0: Krampus, I'd exactly. be like, St. Nick, I got a Funko Pop. I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna do what I want. Like, I've outgrown you, man. I hit yeah. the big leagues. <laughs> they sell me at Walmart. I'm too big. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too
1: big
0: for
1: you now. I've got my own thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I did want to ask about um, the only other Christmas Entity I've ever heard of, and it's only because it was on one episode of The Office was Belshnickel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know
2: the Belshnickel. I mean, not personally. Yeah. <laughs> I've met people portraying the Belsnickel.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, very cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania Dutch country, which is um, home to the Belschnickel oh. Okay. And you know, it's you were in some Louisiana. Yes. Yeah. So would you have a Christmas werewolf?
1: Do we? Maybe.
2: Well, Noel, who is Cajun and flies his canoe pulled by alligators over the bayou, usually has a companion with him called the Rougarou. Oh, the Rougarou, yeah. Yes. We, we
1: know of... uh Rougarou. We know them. I I didn't know he was a... Co- yes. I didn't I, know there was... I know the Rougarou. I didn't know about... I didn't know he was a companion yeah. to some... Um, and,
2: uh, he, he punishes the bad kids when Santa delivers the gifts. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Pierre, no- well, Pierre Noel, really. Uh-huh. And um, this was something I only learned about recently because um, I I had also heard of the Rougerou and I'd heard of Pierre Noel, but I didn't know that they worked in consorts. And apparently they do in some tellings.
1: Um. So I,
2: yeah, now you know that uh, sometimes they're, they're hanging out together and working like Saint Nick and Krampus.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. man, that's very so good to know.
2: Because those original French settlers mm-hmm. brought that story with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, From that's true. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's just a re- it's just a reflection of the same European story. Mm-hmm. But let's jump back up to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Bellsnickel, the story of the Bellsnickel is best known in Pennsylvania, Maryland, Ohio, and Indiana. I don't know how Indiana squeezed in there. I guess they had some Pennsylvania Dutch settlers. <laughs> um, <laughs> He came over from those um, those same areas where uh, the Pennsylvania Dutch would have been,
0: mm-hmm. like
2: think Amish. Right. And the Belfigil is kind of um, again, he was scrubbed clean a bit by the office. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he is a Christmas monster, and he arrives on December fifth, the eve of Saint Nicholas' feast.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
2: in a most polite fashion, if you hear a rapping on your window that night. The bell snickel, and parents would know, know to expect him. Oh. So you would open the door to this hideous human form, probably, <laughs> um, in most tellings. He's an old man who's really scraggly and dirty. He would have um, sort of like mangy furs and a robe and a big staff. And um, he would challenge your children to tell him a lesson from school or the answer to a question they should know, something
1: like that. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: If they couldn't answer it, he would take them outside and whip them.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, goodness.
2: Right? (laughs) If they could, he would then throw a handful of candy and nuts and fruit on the floor. floor, But in all tellings, it goes on the floor. So in these cultures today, he is still part of their uh, holiday legend. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. um the tradition is now that if you live in one of these um Pennsylvania or Maryland or Ohio communities where, you know, there's they're Amish, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> children leave their shoes. And if you're you've been good all year, mm-hmm. you might get some like fruit or nuts in your shoes that night, December 5th. Oh ah. birch switches.
1: Oh
0: so
2: that your parents can whip whip you.
1: you. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. <laughs>
2: Of course. There's always a good whipping involved in these Christmas stories. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't actually know why the whippings are part of all of them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think it's just to scare them into being <laughs> <To> scare, good, <laughs> scare them into i I didn't yeah, realize that yeah. Belschnickel came with a quiz <laughs> involved
2: yeah, you, know, you, you got be ready for you know you got be ready for school, I guess
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I guess it sounds like it was a way to encourage them to you know keep up with their learning and keep up with school, which uh like a lot of the lessons in the end, it's not a bad lesson, it's just a very scary story. If, if I were a child accompanying a lesson. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So I did not grow up Pennsylvania Dutch, but I did grow up in that region. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you for sure, I knew about the Belsnickel when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it, I didn't see any likenesses of him, though. I mean, we're talking pre-internet days. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, sure. I didn't see any likenesses of him, though, until I was an adult. But I remember hearing, the Belsnickel will come for you. And in my mind, he was a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little, like, garden gnome. And, I, and years later, when I saw him, I was like, whoa, I've lived my whole life with this totally different mental picture. Yeah. yeah.
0: To be fair, it's a very gnome-sounding name. It is,
1: yeah. And... It is. And
2: I mean, it's actually fun to say.
0: Bals-Nickel.
1: Yeah. Balschnickel. You know, it doesn't
2: sound scary until you see him Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I mean it makes sense because in my mind I associate gnomes with gardens and things of that nature. So, you know, right. I can I can understand how uh, we'll we'll give younger your younger self a little bit of credit that that makes <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, um, in the spirit of the office, it did become a minor blip of a tradition for groups of people to dress up as bell snickles and go Mm. the phrase was (laughs) bell snickling basically caroling Mm. you know in the in the wassail tradition Mm. basically caroling but dressed as bell snickles so i don't know if that's being done that much anymore i think like i said it was kind of a blip
0: yeah Um, Mm -hmm.
2: but you will see bell snickles at campus um campus parades and things like that that's where i've seen um Two different people dressed as Belschnickels and both were at Krampus parades.
0: Yeah, I was. I looked up some images on the internet and they have a bunch of them comparing the Krampus to Belschnickels, so that I guess that's... why. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if you have a, a parade of Krampuses, why not throw in some of the other monsters too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
0: Absolutely. I Always mean, oh, yeah. nice to have variety in a parade. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean if you're looking at row after row of It's nice to see a bell snickel or a, a Marilud coming along or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Break it up a bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well oh my goodness. Thank you so much for telling us about these um. Christmas entities today, you've definitely given us a lot to, um, think about and I I know for sure I'm gonna read up a bit more on them. Um, I'm just thinking of new decorations for my house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, As I learned more and more about this, I sort of rethought a lot of the things around my house.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um... Do you want to tell the people where uh, they can find more information about your tours and things of that nature? We definitely want to encourage them to go, especially if they're in the Maryland area, because you have been a wonderful source of knowledge for us today. Very- oh, sure.
0: Well,
2: if anybody's in Maryland, um, close to Baltimore, um- Ellicott City is between Baltimore and DC. Mm-hmm. It is considered the most haunted town in Maryland because of the weird, hmm, because of the bedrock it is built on and um, contains quartz
0: crystal. Oh, and, I
1: see. Right.
2: It's a super fascinating town. Yeah. And um we have multiple ghost tours, we have history programs. Um it it is marylandhistorytours.com mm-hmm. and um we're in a confusing fashion on Instagram, as Ellicott City History Tours.
0: Uh, um, but
2: yeah, we, we start offering programs again in February when we do Valentine's Day ghost tours. Oh, oh I love that. So, uh, walk along and learn about all of our female ghosts in the town.
1: That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, well,
2: <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And uh, the groups of women always
1: have a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. absolutely man well if we're ever, ever, in maryland. if we're ever in maryland we certainly will um have up. to do one of those tours but yeah we'll go ahead and let you go thank you so much again for speaking to us today we really appreciate it
2: absolutely thanks for having me have wonderful holidays and i will hopefully talk to you again if you're ever in maryland you come on the tour as my guest
1: absolutely oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much
0: Mm-hmm. Take care. You, you too. too. Bye. 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 Well, Yay. that was interesting. That was very interesting. Yeah, I'm I, gonna have to ask my mother. if She knows anything about Belschnickel because m- my mom's family is from Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. My I mean, Grandpa's lives there currently, but mm-hmm. she she they moved to New Orleans when she was like two. So I don't oh, sure. I don't even know if they. Know
1: anything about that? But it'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, I mean, I am very into this Yule cat, especially. I ha. I think that we may end up getting, like we said, many decorations for our house. And yeah, um, I think this Marylou is my
0: favorite thing to ever exist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she looks very much like a um, an anime character. Yeah, from the ancient Magus Bride.
1: Yeah. She looks like
0: she looks like the one of the main characters, but he's a he.
1: Yeah. So
0: I'm gonna have to look into that so I can know if that's related because I Pet you it is. It
1: probably <laughs> it is. It probably is. <laughs> well that was fun. That was very fun. Um thank you again to Rissa for speaking to us this evening. Um, uh, like she said Yeah, if you're ever in Maryland. If you're ever in Maryland, please absolutely hit them up. Their website, again, is www.mdhistorytours.com. Or you can find them on Instagram at Ellicott City History Tours. And they have all sorts of wonderful little tidbits and fun events up there. So, yeah, if you're ever in the area or are interested, definitely uh, give them a call. Yeah. Well, that was a fun tour through uh, Christmas and Yule time in the closet, but as it's getting a little warm in here, we are (laughs) going to skedaddle out of the closet. Getting a little warm
0: in the south. Yeah. (laughs) So, well,
1: I can tell you this. I think I
0: will have no trouble sleeping tonight. I will, of course. I always have trouble, but not because of this.
1: Well, there you go. (laughs) Um, That was uh, just fun. Hopefully, dear listener, hopefully you're not very spooked by any of those entities but if you are good luck sleeping at night (laughs) bye bye